You're listening to the Be Business Ready podcast with EEF's Consultancy Director, Martin Strutt. Join him every month for advice and guidance about the digital manufacturing future. Welcome to the EEF Be Business Ready podcast. This is the fourth in the Workplace of the Future series, presented in partnership with Oracle, where we look at how 4IR is changing the manufacturing environment. I'm Caitlin Carpenter, and today I'm speaking to EEF's 4IR expert, Martin Strutt, and Oracle's Vikram Singla. We'll be looking at how digitization is transforming the manufacturing workplace and what new roles will be emerging. So how will job roles change for tomorrow's manufacturing workplace? So my view is that in some sense, they won't change at all. And on the other hand, they actually they may change passively. So I think if you look at sort of the three broad categories of, uh, of kind of job roles uh, in terms of leadership, uh, so I think the strength of the character to build the trust, build the trust with the customers, build the trust with the employees, that has always been important, but probably will be more important going forward. Second, the whole sort of cultural change and how you align various people, uh, more importantly, various departments across different functions, how do you make them work together? That has always been important, but I think going forward, it will become even more important. And third, the technical skills. So again, they have always been important, but now we probably have a bit different technical skills, probably a little bit more on the technology side as well as operational side. So I think what would fundamentally change would be the pace at which you're able to do things and work together and unlearn what you know and learn something very, very quickly. Yeah, I I think I'd agree with with Vikram. I think um, we're talking about specific skills. I think there's going to be an increased requirement for digital software skills, but we still need mechanical engineers, we still need mechanical skills. It's We're going to find, though, that they're increasingly using software tools to help them do their job. So I think, um, but I, I would completely agree with Vikram that the I think the whole attitude thing is the thing that, that's going to be constant and we are going to see an increasing demand for the typical digital skills and so on. How can manufacturers make their workplace more flexible to adapt to the rapid pace of change in the industry? So I think you almost need to have sort of a different way to look at flexibility, right? The flexibility is built in, whether it's in terms of people, processes, or technology, that you are kind of flexible all the time so that you can respond to the market and take advantage of the opportunities. The, the whole essence of a business is focusing on how you compete in the marketplace and at all times trying to improve that, uh, that, that uh, your competitive edge. So in business today, we don't suddenly throw everything up in the air and change every sort of five minutes. We're continually improving. Well, we're going to be doing the same thing in the future. It's just we'll be bringing in new technologies and things as we make that improvement. So I think providing we continue to focus on what's important in the business and how you compete then I think it's about doing the same sort of things as we have been doing, but bringing in more technology to help make those um, processes work much more effectively. So how are you both seeing robots and cobots being used effectively in the manufacturing workplace? I think the, the, 
thing that I'm seeing mostly is that particularly is the increased use of cobots now. And I think the fact that you don't have to fence them off and keep them separate from people means that there's much more areas where robots can now be applied. If you add to that the fact that they're coming down quite dramatically in price, I think there are a lot more opportunities now to increase automation in processes. And we're seeing lots of applications, in, in particularly in light assembly, where they're doing a lot of repetitive tasks that are difficult for a, a human to do consistently, but alongside some of the more fiddly things which perhaps a human is still better doing. So I think they're fitting in really well, taking away some of the more difficult jobs and leaving people to focus on some of the more difficult and dexterous skills still. This question is still based in the classical view of uh, manufacturing, which is very manufacturing plant-oriented. So I think we almost, uh, as a sector, need to get away from that. Uh, think of jobs which are elsewhere in terms of you know, your product development, your customer experience, your customer service, logistics, or I said cultural change and so on. So what are some of those office or corporate roles that you see emerging that we haven't had perhaps in the past? So traditionally you had a product and that product would have some feature function and that would probably evolve in maybe once in a year. But I think the more you shift towards servitization and to deliver on the service, all your departments need to come together. So I think whether it's, uh, whether it's supply chain, whether it's logistics or your finance, so you know, I think all of those roles will, will evolve uh, to deliver on, on the new paradigm in the manufacturing sector. And how can manufacturers plan for some of the new roles they're going to be expected to recruit for? Actually, the jobs they need to recruit for still require many of the same attributes. You still require leadership management skills. You need people with good analytical skills, good problem-solving skills. Those are still very relevant. Their specific technical skills may be different, but I think the, the bulk of what you need from people is, is very similar to what you have now. You need people in particular who are flexible and comfortable in working with uncertainty and continuous change. Planning for the new jobs is really about planning around attitude and competences that people need. Skills will follow that, I think. If you were recruiting somebody and you wanted to test if they were flexible and adaptable, how would you, how would you know if somebody had those skills already? Well, I think you'd need to see evidence from uh, their career so far that says that they've been comfortable being put in a difficult position. Someone that's done the same job in exactly the same way for five or ten years is going to struggle in this new world. You want people who are con constantly looking to try and do things in different ways, who want to try and to take on new challenges, who want to try new things, because you know, I don't think any job is going to stay the same for long periods of time. The same question came up at uh, one of our events uh, recently at uh, Old Trafford in, in Manchester, uh, where this question was put to a panel, and they basically said, going forward, you're not going to recruit for certain job roles, you're going to recruit for talent. So the exact nature of the job will change, but as long as you have the talent, right talent for the key competencies, you will be able to move forward and uh, change the business as is required. So how can manufacturers create a business culture that embraces these new possibilities of 4IR? I think the first thing is that businesses need to be aware of what's happening. Um, we've done a number of Manufacturing Connect events, for example, and seminars we've, we've together with, with Oracle, 
And the whole point of those is actually exposing people to what is possible and what's going on. It, it's happening you know, remarkably quickly. New things are happening that six months ago weren't, weren't possible. So very important to keep, uh, keep up to, to speed with that. The second is that when you come to change, I think you want to involve as many people in the organisation as possible. These, uh, these initiatives typically work across um, organisations, across typical departments, and I think you should get people involved at all levels because that way you take away the sort of the, you know, some of the fear of it by exposing people to what you're doing, to being completely honest about what you're, you're trying to do, and I think so involving as many people in the organisation as possible as, cha as the changes you're making is really important. You need to have the, have the right leadership which is able to create a sense of urgency because I think otherwise we're just sort of uh, a lot of people are sitting on the fence so unless you create that sense of urgency you won't move forward and similarly you need to kind of move away from this denial phase that nothing is going to happen at all for example in Germany you know a company called uh, Thermondo they are providing a service but like uh, Uber they are taking heating equip equipment from different manufacturers combining them with various service engineers and giving it a service. So you're almost becoming like a, you know, a supply, uh, supply, supply to someone else. So I think if you're not careful, your business may not be there. So I think uh, that sense of urgency and going away from the denial phase is absolutely key because that will create the right culture and workforce, as we said, that has the right talent and is flexible enough to move, uh, to move forward. So thank you, Martin and Vikram, for speaking with me today. Join us for our final Workplace of the Future podcast, presented in partnership with Oracle, when we'll be discussing how manufacturers can upskill their existing workforce to take advantage of the opportunities available in 4IR. You've been listening to the Be Business Ready podcast. Join EEF Consultancy Director Martin Strutt next month for more advice and guidance about the digital manufacturing future.